welcome to RC Plane Lab. I'm Ron. I'm Tom. So, Tom, we have a new survey. We sure do. It's brand new today. Yep. Uh, we appreciate everybody that has filled out the survey up to, you know, this date so far. Right. Um, and we've taken a lot of things into consideration that you guys have said. Mm -hmm. uh, but go do it again. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been almost a year. I mean, really, that the old survey's been out almost a year. Um, so a lot of stuff changes, you know, in, uh, in 10 to 12 months' time. So we refreshed it. Mm -hmm. uh, new questions, added new some, exciting things to yep, talk about. Exactly. So uh, if you haven't uh, filled out the first survey, that's fine. You don't have to have filled out the first one to fill out this new one. Um, and you're welcome to fill it out more than more than once if you want to. Like if you fill it out and then you realize, oh, I should have said this <laughs> or I should have said that, totally yeah. okay if you want to fill it out again. Absolutely. Um, the surveys, you know, they help, they help you guys uh, by uh, giving you what you want, but it also kind of makes our lives easier too since uh, if we can have a more focused approach as to the topics that we decided to cover, um, those come from the surveys that you guys uh, fill out for us. So yeah, yeah we go appreciate, fill it out. Yeah, we appreciate everybody that has done it already. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, it's, it's very important to help kind of shape where we go in the future. Yeah. Um, because we don't know what you guys want to see if you don't tell us. That's right. And I don't want to waste a bunch of time and effort doing stuff that's just yeah. a waste of time and effort. Right. The last the <laughs> last thing I want is somebody tuning us in either on their commute to work or uh, listening in their garage at home or at their workshop and to be like, you know, these guys are boring. I, they, they don't talk about anything I'm interested in. This is your opportunity to tell us what you would like for us to, to talk about. So Absolutely. Yeah. So go fill it out, please. Please do. Uh, also, we have the hinging how-to episodes are finally live. Oh, those were a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do them twice. I wasn't we did. Gonna, I wasn't going to tell anybody that, but uh, yeah, you know it's what, okay. whatever, we're human. They were better the second time anyway. I don't remember. I do. Because <laughs> no, I still I, had some of them on my phone. Oh, it usually is better the second time because yeah. you kind of know what you uh, did wrong the first time and, yep. and moved on. But anyway, yep. so those are, are live now on YouTube. Yeah, so if, if you, you don't know what uh, what they cover, it's basically just uh, me going over the techniques I use to hinge uh, the control surfaces on my airplanes using CA hinges and hinges that you have to epoxy in. And um, great fun using Ron's uh, nasty epoxy, which <laughs> is still here. I'd I gave him kind of a hard time about it, but uh, kind of. In his defense, he stores his epoxy just kind like of. I store mine, so I'm not sure why his is such a mess. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what causes <laughs> that. Like that is probably six or seven years old. I think I bought that when I first got into the hobby. Okay. Um, but it has always been stored in the original bottles. It has always been stored hanging up on pegboard <laughs> or sitting on my desktop mm -hmm. uh, and or on my workbench. And, yeah, I have no clue. that. It yeah, just... and that's the original epoxy all over the outside of the bottles, too. <laughs> it really is gross. <laughs> and it, it, it smells and it gets all over your hands and it, it, it does. takes forever it to get bit. it off. It might be time for some fresh epoxy. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, but there's still, like... Ten bucks worth in there. <laughs> I don't just want to throw. Don't it be away. such a tightwad. Replace your epoxy, Ron. If it works, it works. Um, just a quick <laughs> note about the how tos. Uh, I did abbreviate the epoxy mixing uh, aspect of that. So, um, in the interest of time, I was trying <laughs> yeah. to save us a little bit of time. But make sure you mix your epoxy well. Uh, after watching the videos, I noticed that uh, <laughs> I didn't spend a lot of time actually stirring the two components together. So, uh, read the directions, follow directions. Uh, you, you can't go wrong. <laughs> 
Yeah, we, we don't want to give the the impression that it's okay to mix your epoxy for 14 <laughs> for, seconds yeah. or whatever it was. Um, I usually stir mine for a good 30, 45 seconds, depending on how much is yeah. in there. And yeah. actually, the more that's in there, the easier it is to stir. That's because true. Because you know it gets mixed well. That's true. Um, when you were doing those with a dot here and a dot there, yeah. that's very difficult to make it sure is. you get everything mixed yep. appropriately. Um, yeah, so spend some extra time doing that so you don't yeah. end up with epoxy that doesn't cure like we did on those. Yeah, but those videos are live, uh, and they were they were a lot of fun to, to produce uh, both times. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully you guys uh, will enjoy watching them. So, Yeah, and if not, that's Tom at rcplanelab.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, feel free to, uh, to reach out to me and tell me everything I did wrong, and that's uh, Tom at rcplanelab.com. There you go. All right, you ready to move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do we want to talk about? Let's talk about trimming and installing a canopy. All right. That's another how-to yeah. that will be coming up coming before too long. Yeah. Uh, As demonstrated right here on this uh, airplane we've got, uh, in case you're watching, is right here on the on the table. And that is your? This is a Cloud Dancer 10, a little uh, laser cut uh, kit that I built uh, for Rob at uh, balsaworkbench.com. That you built in like a night? <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, it was a surprisingly quick little build. It was fun to build. It was very fast. I was surprised. It'd be a great, I mean, you know, I'm not really into electrics, but it would be a fantastic electric conversion. Still don't know why you're not into electrics. Yeah. I mean, this thing would be perfect for that. Uh, you know, a three cell, you know, 2200 battery, I think would be perfect for this thing. And who doesn't have a bunch of those laying around? Even non-electric guys like me, you've got a few of them. Yeah. So how's the, how's the engine in this run? Well, I, I haven't, uh. <laughs> I think we've covered it once before, but uh, it's been, I haven't tried it since. So it still runs, I imagine, the same as it did when I got frustrated with it the last time. Which means crappy. <laughs> it's a new engine, probably just needs broken in. I'm going to go with that. Neat, so You don't have to break in electric. I'm going to go true. with that. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so how do you uh, how do you trim a, a canopy? What do, you, what do you do to get it trimmed and installed? Yeah, so... Uh, there's a few ways you can do it. Scissors. Uh, I used curved Lexan scissors from my old uh, RC car days. Uh, those work great. Um, depending on the material, uh, most of these Lexan, or I'm sorry, these clear canopies are molded out of um, either uh, Lexan or what's the other one? PETG polycarbonate. That's Lexan, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Lexan's um, a brand name, yeah, I think. Yeah, and then... Uh, but, but at any rate, uh, most of them you can score with an exact, a really sharp exacto knife, uh, and usually kind of snap it on that score line. And that's one other way you can trim them. Okay. Before you get too far in. Okay. So you were talking about the curved Lexan scissors. Uh -huh. I have a curved pair and a flat pair. Mm -hmm. And I use those actually quite often. Sure. Um, for doing this kind of stuff. Would you recommend somebody buying a pair of those as opposed to doing it with? Like an X-Acto knife or a regular pair of scissors or? I would. Okay. Yeah, I, I would, because, especially if, uh, you know, if balls, you know, building your own airplanes is something maybe you want to continue and you're going to do it maybe more than once. <laughs> um, definitely Which worth. Which everybody should. Definitely worth the investment to, to get yourself a pair of both the flat and the curved uh, Lexan body scissors because it does, the curved uh shears of the scissors. I think that's what those are actually called, the shear, the, the cutting surface. Um, makes it really, really handy to, <laughs> or that, uh, <laughs> makes it really handy to to cut a curve. And, you know, a lot of times these canopies, they fit on top of a curved fuselage. So you need something to create that sort of curved shape. And those curved scissors are just the ticket for that. I mean, you can certainly do it without them. You know, you can, you can use an X-Acto or a uh, 
I'm not sure what else you would use besides scissors or an exacto. I suppose Maybe you could use a bandsaw or, or a box cutter. Um, I think a bandsaw would be difficult just to be able to get the angle on it, so I wouldn't try that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would I would highly recommend somebody buy uh, those scissors because – and I don't just use them on the canopies. Like I, I find myself using those things all the time. Like if I'm making a template for something that has a curved uh, profile, I'll usually get those scissors out even if it's just a piece of paper. Uh, so it's if you can only buy one of them – which you should buy both. But if you can only buy one, yeah, buy I would the, buy the curved ones. Buy the curved ones and then use your wife's other straight scissors. Well, it's actually easier, I think, <laughs> to teasing. cut. Well, I would do that anyway. But I think it's easier to cut a curved line. With, hold on. I said that wrong. It's easier to cut a straight line with curved scissors than it is to cut a curved line with straight scissors. Yes. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So that's why I think it's better to. Just yeah, if you, if you only buy one, buy the curved ones. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, basically um, most canopies that come in kits or or arfs usually sometimes you have to trim those. Uh, they will have a molded in line uh, for you to follow. Uh, so you just basically trim them along that line, and uh, usually you get a pretty good fit that way. Um, in the case of a of an airplane like this one where I had to source a different canopy, um, I just basically. It's a lot of trial and error. You know, you trim it long and then fit it and then trim it a little bit at a time. Try not to take off too much at once. Um, but it's basically just trial trial fitting, you know, pull it off, trim a little bit, put it back on, see how it fits. And then sometimes uh, you can use a little bit of heat uh, to, to mold the canopy to get it to fit really, really nice. You want a good fitting canopy because you don't want to have to rely on the tape. Uh, for the next step, uh, to hold everything in place up tight against the fuselage. So if you can get a really good tight fit of the canopy to the fuselage, so much the better. And sometimes you can get that by uh, introducing a little bit of heat and kind of forming that canopy to the surface. And it's an art. I mean, it's a, you know... It's it's definitely easy to heat it too much, um, and will cause distortion. Uh, if you look closely at our duelist videos, you'll see a little bit of distortion on mine at the back. I got a little crazy with the heat, uh, trying to get that good fit. Um, yeah, you'll see mine's messed up too, but that's because I was not planning on on having it made the day that I had it made. So. <laughs> right, yeah, it worked right. out. Uh, but yeah, with a with a heat gun uh, and a very judicious application of heat, um, you can get a really nice fit like I like I did with this little guy here. So um, well, We don't know if it's that nice of a fit yet. Well, we that's true. We haven't off. taken the tape off yet. Uh, we've got the first half of the video recorded. So um, so when you, when you heat it up with a, a heat gun to kind of make it fit a little bit better, mm -hmm. on or off of the airplane? It depends. Um, <clears throat> if it's a really, really egregious uh, fit where it needs a lot of heat and a lot of forming, I'll do that off of the airplane. Um, but if it's just a, a minor tweaking or whatever, usually you can get away with just heating it up a little bit with it on the airplane while holding pressure in the in the position that you want it to get molded to. And then if that makes sense, that doesn't mess up the covering or no, I'm usually it or anything. No, I, I'm never usually on it long enough to get the covering hot. Never usually. I'm never usually. I did say <laughs> that. I'm usually not on it long enough for it to distort the covering with the and heat. So the the plastic using the or in those are pretty thin anyway. So yeah. it doesn't take a lot of heat or a right. lot of time with the heat gun on it to yep. to get it hot enough. Yep. And um, a good way to like a good way to sort of get used to it or or kind of 
get a feel for how soft the plastic needs to be is take the take the trimmings from the canopy that you've already gotten trimmed off and heat them up and kind of play with them. And that'll give you an idea of what you can and can't get away with. Give you a bit of an idea. That's right. not going to be nearly that's as, not gonna be as perfect, wide. But, yeah. So that will heat up a lot quicker than, than a full canopy would. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it will certainly narrow the envelope of, uh, of learning or, the, or, or <laughs> it'll lessen their – one of my, it'll flatten the curve of learning, so to speak. Yeah, it's always like you guys haven't heard flatten the curve too much. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll it'll kind of give you an idea on how it's going to react to your heat. That way, you know, if you get it too hot, it might bubble. If you don't get yeah. it hot enough, it's not going to move and stay. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, it's good to play around with something that's disposable. Yeah. Before you, you rather do it on than on your airplane, not disposable. Right. Yep. Um, but that that uh, that's uh, once once you get a good uh, snug fit. Um, and so I, I like to use, um, and I, I'll talk a little bit about this because this is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so in my younger days, I wasn't, I wasn't quite as patient. It's funny how, as you get older, you're, you, you tend to develop more patience. It's, it's weird because when I was young, really? I had no patience to sit around and wait for uh, canopy adhesive, uh, RC-56 in this case, to, to dry. Because it takes a long, a long time for it to actually fully cure cure. Uh, so I did a lot of, you know, uh, I used to screw canopies on, you know, find, you know, screws and screw them on, which, eh, depending on the, on the airplane may or may not look great, but I just was impatient and wanted to get flying. Uh, so the technique that I use now, I'm, I'm with age, you know, comes wisdom and patience. So, uh, now I use RC 56 or formula 560. It's, they're the same, uh, thing, same type of adhesive. Um, but they do take a long time to dry so or cure. Uh, so that's the method I use now. But by no means do you have to attach your canopy to your airplane with this adhesive. You can you can use screws. You can use actually uh, trim tape. Uh, I used to do that way back in the day. On a monocoat finish, you take a little bit of, say, a half-inch wide strip of the self-adhesive monocoat, and you can actually tape the canopy to the fuselage with that tape. Um yeah, so my duelist one is glued on with super glue because I was out of time and it, I used some of the, uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think what it was. It was some sort of, of tape or something to hold it on, hmm. kind of like a decorative, like matching. I don't think I actually used trim, but it doesn't matter. Vinyl, maybe? It, that's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I use vinyl on it. Which is fine. Yeah, vinyl works. And, well, it did enough for what I'm doing mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Um, so when you glue it on, though, mm-hmm. like the only thing that concerns me about gluing things on, uh, what happens if your pilot comes loose? Ah, uh, so <clears throat> if you've screwed your canopy on, you just pull the screws yeah, out, pull the canopy off, and easy. off you go. Or if you've taped it on, you can usually uh, take your X-Acto and trim that area between the the tape and the and the canopy and pop it off that way. If you've glued it on, like uh, like what I do now. Um, In the rare occurrence that I've had to remove a glued-on canopy, usually what I do is I'll I'll start at one corner um, or one area and I'll peel it up. And you can actually separate that adhesive from the monocoat, especially if you use a little bit of heat. Um, Going back on, usually not as pretty because you do have that residue left over. And the residue from the RC-56 is very difficult to get rid of, uh, especially without hurting the the monocoat or or the china coat or whatever happens to be underneath it. Um, But yeah, you can usually work up an edge and then just kind of slowly work your way around that, uh, breaking that seal and pop the canopy off that way. 
So that's how I've it, had to do it before. Does it stay a little bit like rubbery, like whatever yeah. that glue is? Yeah, the RC56 adhesive or Formula 560, um, it does. It stays kind of uh, pliable, almost like a silicone adhesive, but much stronger um, and maybe a little bit less flexible than a silicone like tub type adhesive that you would use to like caulk your tub or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it does stay flexible, which is good because our canopies, uh, when we're flying, they do flex a little bit. Uh, so if you had something on there that didn't flex, you'd probably be, you know, cracking glue joints and things like that. And then off goes your canopy. And then you're looking for a canopy out in the middle of the cornfield. I guess I never thought about that. But, yeah, they would move just a little yeah. bit, wouldn't they? Yeah. Probably so, not much, but enough to. Well, and plus in the heat, you know, you have your airplane sitting out in the sun. Probably, you know, a clear canopy is not going to absorb much sunlight. But the black, in this case, the black cockpit is. So that structure underneath the canopy is probably going to move a little bit. Uh, with shrinking and, and swelling. So you want that that adhesive at least a little bit flexible to sort of do that without creating um, waviness or whatever in the canopy. So so the technique is really, really simple. Um, a small bead of RC56 or Formula 560 uh, all the way around the uh, bottom edge of the canopy where it contacts the covering. Uh, I like to use uh, tape. Uh, you'll see it in the video. I uh, create an outline of where the canopy sits on the airframe so that if there's any extra adhesive that kind of oozes out, it gets on the tape and not on my covering. Uh, and then I, when I peel the tape off, I peel off the squeeze out and then I, there's no cleanup that way. Uh, but basically just a small bead and it doesn't take much of that adhesive uh, on the canopy, set the canopy in place, uh, tape the canopy down real good and then let it cure. That's really all there is to it. And you, you said it takes a long time to cure. It does. What's, what, define a long time. So a long time to me 20 years ago was 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> but but the RC56 glue, um, it takes overnight for sure. Uh, and then sometimes you'll still, if, you, if it's on a see-through part of the canopy, it'll actually still look milky sometimes 36, 48 hours later. So I give it at least a few days. Um, at least until it doesn't look milky anymore on the areas where I can see the uh, see the adhesive. It's kind of it actually looks like Elmer's glue. Uh, the adhesive does. It has kind of a white translucent look to it um, until it's fully cured, and then when it's fully cured, it's completely transparent. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So you know yeah. it's cured when, yeah. it, when it becomes clear. Exactly. Okay. Yep. yep. And then uh, and then yeah, once it's uh, once it's cured, peel off the tape, and then uh, you can trim your canopy with. Uh, uh, like I'm going to show, I'll just be using pieces of vinyl, uh, cut down to size to make it kind of give it a framework of, you know, of sorts uh, to sort of hide that glue joint and off I go. And so when you do that, do you do anything like on the top or mm -hmm. the, like the front of the canopy too? Yeah, like so on this canopy, it's a P51 canopy and it has a, the P51 framework kind of molded into it. And I'll just take the um, the vinyl tape and kind of cover those areas where the framework is and then I'll trim it with an X-Acto and make it look like framework. So why don't you do that on the inside? You can. You absolutely can. Uh, you can also paint it on the inside. Uh, that's that's certainly one way to do it, too. I like to use vinyl because it's cheap and easy and quick. <laughs> Those three things I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of, too. I like stuff well, that's self-adhesive. You just, you just said you were, as you got older... I am more patient. You're but, more patient now, but now it's cheap, easy, and quick. So. But after I've already waited three days for the adhesive to cure, <laughs> I'm done waiting at that point. I guess that's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that and like RC car bodies and stuff come with uh, uh, like the removable saran wrap or whatever protective mm -hmm. film on it. Yeah. I've not seen one of these come with that. Yeah, um, not not 
to the degree that the car bodies usually, and car bodies usually come with their own masks too. Remember? Yeah. You know, we'd apply those and these yep. canopies. I've never seen an aircraft canopy come with a mask yeah. so that you could paint the framework. So. And that's what I was going to say. So it's a lot more difficult to do it because you have to worry more about overspray and all that, which we didn't have to with RC right. cars. Exactly. But anyway. But like I said, this, that's certainly not the only way to mount a canopy. That's the way I like to mount them because it's nice and clean. You don't have any screw heads, you know, sticking out into the, into the airstream. Um, and like I said, it, it does take a little bit of patience to do it this way. But in my opinion, it yields the best look anyway. Sticking out into the airstream, does that really, I mean, like, is that Causes really gonna, drag, man. But is that really going to make any difference? I mean, well, honestly. I mean, probably not. I was going to say, I, I wouldn't <laughs> think you would notice probably anything not. whatsoever. Eh, probably not. But not with all the stuff that hangs off these airplanes anyway. Well, Push that's true. Rods. Push rods, yeah. mufflers, fuel tubing, all kinds of, yeah, yeah, all kinds of paraphernalia, needle valves like on this one. <laughs> yeah. So. But anyway, I like the clean look of, of using the adhesive. But by no means is that the only way. I would recommend um, if you're going to use uh, screws to hold your canopy on, uh, wherever those screws go into, I've got a cool little trick that I learned a long time ago. You take a piece of golden nye rod, which is like the nylon push rod, the inner push rod stuff, the yellow stuff, like what's on that. Like the what? Like the nye rod. It's nylon control rod. Nye rod. Sullivan makes it. I'm not familiar. Dubro makes but okay. it. Yeah, you've I, seen that stuff before. Now that you pointed it out, I know what you're talking about, but I've never worked with it. Oh, um, well, it's a plastic inner push rod that slides in an outer push rod tube. If you're familiar with that, uh, you can take pieces of that inner tube, cut it in, say, eighth inch, maybe three sixteenths, whatever uh, lengths drill a hole into the fuselage wherever your screws are going to go into, and that will sort of act as a bushing um, when you glue that into that hole for that screw to go into. So now you have something a little bit more solid than just balsa or light ply or, or whatever, uh, and you can you can use that, you know, putting the screw in and taking it out over and over if you need to for whatever reason uh, is a lot better than just putting a screw right into the balsa. Because usually where the canopies mount on our airplanes, there's not a lot of structure or yeah. or backing. Um, so gluing a piece of that nye rod in there where the screw goes and the screw goes right through the center of the nye rod and that acts like a nice bushing um, and protects the hole. I did that on my contender and it, it's that contender is 20 plus years old. <laughs> it's held up well. So yeah. just for clarification, whatever diameter of that you use, so it's a solid rod. Well, it's a rod that is has a it has a hole, you know, down the center designed to accept. You okay, know, so it's like a, like a straw already. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of like you. a straw. Yeah. And then yeah. you drill out the outside diameter. Usually, it's an eighth inch. That's usually what those are, roughly. So you put an eighth inch hole in the the fuselage. Exactly. And then, and you, then you glue you, that in. Exactly. Okay, yep. I got gotcha. you. Yep. And then, like I said, that acts kind of as a bushing to protect the threads. Works really, really well. If you decide to screw your canopy on, I highly recommend that little trick. That's a good idea. And yep. then it's also kind of vibration-proof, exactly. maybe. There's yeah, a because that's nylon and it absorbs vibration and stuff, sure. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And if you make your holes a little bit oversized in the canopy, then you also have that room for expansion and contraction with uh, you know that comes with temperature changes. And what kind of screws do you use on that? Uh, believe it or not, I use servo screws. Mm-hmm. You know, the little uh, Phillips head with the, with the washer kind of thing molded yeah. in because that gives it a nice surface area, a lot of surface area to bear down against the, the canopy. Yeah. Uh, and those are the screws I, I use. The Now, I'm, I'm going to further quantify that and say don't use the ones that have the non-threaded shoulder on them because obviously mm-hmm. yeah. it's only going to go in so deep where the threads and then you've got all this 
screws sticking out. So use the fully threaded ones. There, there's several different you know versions. I think high tech, uh, the screws you get with high tech servos. I think those are fully threaded. Um, but at any rate, you don't have to use those. But any kind of self tapping um, short screw will be just fine. For yeah, look on look on eBay for servo screws. You can yeah. find them very cheap. Yep, and that's yep. what I've used for years. Yeah, they they work. I like the ones that have the um, have the hex head as opposed yeah. to the Phillips head. That's what I got. Um, I actually use those to mount servos too because they they yep. work so nice. I think we bought four or five different sizes and styles. Yeah, yeah. I think and we, like two hundred of each. Yeah, I think we got them from Amazon. Actually, I think is where I got my last batch. Oh, really? And they're I black would, anodized or black oxide oh, I, coated, yeah, so they're they. Aren't. They look really, really trick. <laughs> trick again. Trick. There we go. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's how I do my canopies, um, and then you know, like I said, a little bit of vinyl uh, trim or paint if you want to paint the uh, the canopy framework uh, finishes it up nicely. Now the very, very, very important question. This is an important question. I mean, this is this is like divisive. It is. It it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of heated discussions um, everywhere you pose this question. Are you ready? Pilot or no pilot? Yeah. So I mean, that is the question, right? And so many variables. Um, but man, you, you get a, a crowd of <laughs> RC guys, or RC airplane guys together, and you pose that question. It could be a wild ride. <laughs> might turn into fisticuffs. <laughs> it might. <laughs> there's there's a lot of people that feel very strongly about the subject. Yeah. Um, so I'm a to each your own kind of person. Me too. But personally, there has to be a pilot in there. I also prefer a pilot. Now, prefer or have to have a pilot? I own airplanes that do not have pilots in them. With clear canopies? With clear canopies, even. Oh, man. I know. I know. I just, I, know. I, I, I don't know if I like that. I know. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> by and large, uh, if it has a clear or at least a translucent canopy. Smoked. I like to have something in the cockpit, either a pilot or some sort of character, something. Um, now, obviously, on a, on a, on a completely opaque, like a black, you know, you've painted a black or whatever, then I'm okay with not putting a pilot in there because you're not going to see it. Yeah. But yes, I do own, I do own a couple, well, probably more than a couple of airplanes that do not have pilots in them and they have clear canopies. Yeah. So actually, if I remember right, like if you do iMac or anything like that, you have to have a pilot in, uh, in to fly in there. I think so. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how it should that's be. Ro- <laughs> there has to be pilots. Now, what what do you like to use for pilots? Do you do? I use anything. Anything? I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not really all that particular. But and let me rephrase that. Um, <laughs> it depends on the airplane, but like on yeah. on most of my sport airplanes, it's whatever I can find that that looks the scale looks about the the right scale. Yeah. If it's a stuffed animal from the dollar store, then it's a stuffed animal from the dollar store. Yeah. Um, when my kids were little. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you decapitate. I would their decapitate their animals. toys to put um, a pilot in my <laughs> airplane. Um, now, obviously, on a on a scale, you know, on, like eventually, when I finish my swap with Camel, that's going to have an actual World War One pilot. Really? Yeah. You're not you're not going to put stuffed animals like in the in the no. in the trimotor. We're not going to have like. Well, we can put whatever you want in the trimotor. No, nah, it's I want that to be scale. Okay. But yeah, um, for for the most part, if I'm putting a pilot or a character in my airplane, it's whatever I can find. I just went to the dollar store the other day, actually, and loaded up on Forkies. 
Nice. They had some smaller, they're probably two or three inches tall, which are, are fine for a smaller airplane. Yeah. Um, they were a dollar a piece, and I bought a couple <laughs> of those. I bought the, the, what is it, Rex or the dinosaur from, uh-huh. uh, from that. Uh-huh. Uh, is it Gru? I think Gru from, uh, oh, what was that movie? Um, Despicable, Despicable Me. Despicable Me. That's yeah, it. There we go. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, they had a bunch of them, so I loaded yeah. up. So I'm I'm That'd good, be a good for pilot, smaller actually, for, for smaller quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and some minions. I got a couple minions. If I minions, remember right, yeah, I think yeah so. I've seen a few of those on the on the <laughs> internet. So, but uh, yeah, like for the duelist, uh, you know, I was it was getting down to the wire, and I had to have a pilot in it. Um, so I actually found that pilot at the local. Um, what's the name of the store? Goodwill. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a toy I section there. I never even there. thought of looking there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for I think it was uh I think it was a dollar, 99 cents and it was a pretty good looking pilot actually. It's got a <laughs> it was on some NASCAR thing and it's this big helmet with the dark face shield and flames on the side. It actually looks the part. It looks like it's meant for it. Yeah. It does. So unlike the stuff I put in mine. Yeah. So wherever you can cool. find a pilot, if it's got a clear canopy, Ron and I agree it needs to have something in there. Yeah. So if you send us pictures Send us pictures with a pilot. <laughs> it better have a pilot in it. <laughs> no, do whatever you want, yeah, but just no. it has to have a pilot. How do you mount your pilots? Um, well, it depends. So sometimes I glue them, mm-hmm. and sometimes I put them on a servo and then stick it up to the uh, the, oh, the rudder. I was hoping you would you would mention that because that is really cool, actually. That was a, a last minute idea that I had when I was doing the 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 uh, duelist. I think it turned out okay. It turned um, out awesome. Are you kidding me? Longevity, I don't know, because <laughs> there was a lot of uh, engineering that had to go into it that, uh, in the, let's just say, it was questionable. <laughs> on the in-flight video where you zoom in and you see him turn his head as he does the stall turn or whatever, and that, that was so awesome. Yeah. I giggled. I, I think I want to do that more, more yeah. than not, actually, because yeah. that's easy to do. I mean, it didn't cost a lot of money because it didn't really the, add the that much servos. weight either. It was the cheap no. servos, just like you said. So yeah, yeah, yeah little, I, it, I thought it turned out really, really cool. Little nine gram servos that we know now weigh about, nine grams. Right. Nine grams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, and it depends on on the 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 pilot you have on how you would do that. Yeah. Forky was easy because the whole fork can turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the Duke Kaboom guy put in there, I actually had to drill out and take his head off. <laughs> Um, and then put a, a another a, decapitation. <laughs> put a skewer uh, down in it to to hold it to the actual mm-hmm. um, servo. Yeah. So yeah, but it was fun. I mean, yeah, it turned out really cool. Part of this hobby is just playing around and doing silly things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big part of this hobby. It know? really is. If it's something that's where we that, get a lot of our our enjoyment of it. Yeah, I mean, doing the same thing over and over can get kind of boring. Really? So yeah, it's fun to push the the limits, push the boundaries, see what you can do, and yeah. you know, if it doesn't turn out, don't tell anybody about it and move <laughs> on. <laughs> I have a lot of stories that I'm not going to oh, talk yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but for mounting them, I, same thing. I usually resort to uh, either epoxy or shoe goo. Uh, shoe goo mm. is a adhesive that stays kind of flexible. Um, but usually I try to, if I can, I try to make it so that I, they're screwed in so that if I ever do need to remove them for whatever reason, I, they're easy to, to just unbolt and, and go. But well, yeah, they do has, need to be secured. Very <laughs> much. And a lot has to do with, you know, what they're getting glued to. Yeah. What you have to work with. It depends on how your, the bottom of your cockpit is constructed. Like if it's painted, um, yeah. it's, I think a little bit 
less important to screw it because it's really going to stick well to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's monocoat or something like that, then glue will stick, but yeah. not as well. Right. So I would probably yeah. put some screws through it if you can. Sometimes you can't, depending on what the pilot is. Too. Right. Yeah. Some of them like that I've used before are literally hollow shells that have no base in them. So yeah, that's how the that's how the helmet was for the for the duelist. Now, did you cut something to go mm-hmm. underneath of it then? Well, I, I cut a piece of balsa to to fill in the void yeah. of the bottom of the of the head, and then glued that. To and the then head. I glued that straight to the to the cockpit floor of the duels because it wasn't covered; it was painted. Well, how did you like? How did you connect that the balsa that you cut to go underneath? Oh, the I, pilot to the I, pilot. So I epoxied it. Oh, okay. To the to the because it was a fairly hard plastic pilot. It's not going to move around. It's not like it was made of rubber or anything like that. So I just cut a piece of balsa to fit up in that void where I chopped the head off the toy <laughs> uh, because it was hollow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just cut a piece of balsa to fit in there, uh, tried to make it fit as good as I could, and then I epoxied that in, let that cure, and then I epoxied the whole the whole shebang to the to the cockpit floor. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Okay. Well, anything else you want to talk about? No. If it's got a clear canopy, pilot put something in there for us. But it doesn't have to be a real pilot. <laughs> no, it can be anything. It can be. Forky. You know what would be really cool is if you got like took a picture of yourself and then printed that and put that in there. That that's better than nothing. Yeah, I actually would like to three D print ourselves for the for the tri motor. That would be pretty cool. I've three or I have three D printed a, a pilot before. Yep. Um, but it was just one that I found on Thingiverse. It wasn't anything like I designed or spent time on. So, yeah. but it was nice and light, so it worked out well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Well yeah. then, everybody. So there you go. Thanks Canopies for and and pilots. That's all. <laughs> Until next time. I'm Ron and I'm Tom. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>